Welcome, friends, to episode two of our Grace Gathered podcast summer mini-series. We have a couple extra friends with us today, which means a little extra noise, but a lot of extra fun. So please, have a seat at our table and join us as we talk about love languages. Have you ever tried to communicate with somebody who speaks an entirely different language than you? Um, One time, I'll never forget on a missions trip, um, we were ministering to the homeless in San Francisco, and we had gone into Chinatown to have dinner. And um, a gentleman that was in the party with us was wanting to know if they had Coca-Cola. And we had been all this time um, unable to drink any sodas, and he was just really dying for Coca-Cola. And our wait staff did not speak English, and of course we did not speak Mandarin. And he could not communicate with them what he wanted to, and so he just kept getting louder and louder, saying, Do you have a Coca-Cola? <laughs> Coke! Coca-Cola. <laughs> and it was really humorous. But today we want to talk about being able to speak the same love language as people that we are um, in relationship with, whether it's our spouse or our children, um, our brothers, our sisters, whoever we have close relationships to um, that we really care about and want to nurture. Um, we all have a bend toward a specific language that we feel more loved when it is spoken to us. And what we are going to talk about today is when we have a different language than our significant other. And if we don't learn to speak their language, it's just like that gentleman yelling, (laughs) Coca-Cola, louder and louder. Um, we get nowhere with it. So, um, we've got some extra guests with us today. We have our friends Donna Poffin and Sally Murr with us. Uh, why don't you guys tell us two things about yourselves that you want everybody to know? You start, <laughs> Sally. Well, well, hello, I'm Sally. Um, my mom is Donna. My mother-in-law is Libby. Um, I guess one thing I want you guys to know is I'm a three years married in January and I love college football. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. You know, <laughs> Tigers, That's right. right. Go Tigers. Tigers. <laughs> and I am Sally's mom, Donna and Libby and I are, we, we say we're in-laws, but we're really not. We're, we're more, we're, we're more family. than we're a family. That's, That's right. right. We hit the jackpot That's when we right. got each other. I have um, been married for 30 years this past June to my husband, Mark, and we have Caroline, who just graduated Appalachian, and we say go Tigers in the fall. So, great. there we go. That's great. Stephanie, how many years have you and Tim been married? We're coming up on 15. 15. Oh, no. So, That's we great. have some just starting out, some <laughs> midway through, and then Joel and I um, and Donna and Mark, 30 plus years here going into marriage. And so, while we are talking about marriage today and our spouses and our love languages, um, th- this is a wonderful um thing to implement even with your children um, and other people outside of your marriage. Um, this is just a great way to pour into other relationships that you really care about. Um, one of the things that I've always said about love in general is that love is a verb. Mm-hmm. It isn't a feeling. Um, 
you know, one of the most important things or primary needs for every person is to um, be genuinely loved by someone else and to know that that love is something that um, grows out of reason and choice. It's not just because the stars aligned. Um, uh, it's something that we choose um, daily. And so, um, you know, we use the word love so loosely. Sometimes we talk about we love tacos. Know, tacos. Mm. Yeah. We I love pasta. the tigers. <laughs> right. and tigers. Right. Yeah. And then we use that same term when we're talking about our spouse. And it, it really is very, it is very different when we look at relationships. And so today I, I want us to dive into what are love languages um, there are five primary ones, and we're going to talk about each one of those. Um, and then we've all taken a test mm-hmm. um, to see what our primary love language is. And I think that's really interesting. And I think so we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but we're also going to talk about our spouses and an interesting fact that they're usually the opposite extreme of what yours is. Um, and I, I don't know. I just think that's the way that God has sort of a sense of humor. He puts mm-hmm. us together True. and then he says, you know, go love each other the way I love you. Um, and, but it's work. Yeah. It's a little bit of work. So anyway, so, um, Stephanie, tell us what the five love languages are. So it's also worth noting. We talked about this in our last episode as well, that these are not actually found in the Bible. That's right. These are a tool we find elsewhere. But with the greatest commandment in the Bible to love your God and love one another, uh, this is just one of those tools that we can use. And we'll link the test that we all took in the show notes as well. Fantastic. So the five love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, physical touch, and receiving gifts. So, Donna, you took the test. Tell us what's your main um, love language. Well, the three that showed up at kind of tit for tat, receiving gifts, words of affirmation, and then acts of service. Okay, so you had three that were pretty much yes. neck and neck. But Re- your number one was receiving, receiving gifts. Receiving gifts, yes. <laughs> and, and did that sort of surprise you a little bit? Yes, it did. It did. And I think... Um, as her daughter, Sally. it did not. <laughs> and Sally is shaking her head no. Um, I mean, I've always, I'm, a, you know, being a school teacher and having children come in and bring me things, you know, whether it be a piece of candy or mm-hmm. a letter. Now, I think, you know, I, I think about receiving gifts could also be notes, yes. which that could e- even be uh, words of affirmation as yes. well. I yes. Think. But, you know, I, I like handwritten notes and, mm. and, and those types of things. So, um, the fact that somebody took the time took to, the think, time about to think about me to go through and either pick something out or pick a card out or to pick a flower out or, you know, whatever. Yeah. That says a lot to me that um, they think highly of me or they love me. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think everybody loves to get a gift, but I, but I think, um, and what's really neat about the quiz that you will take is it kind of gives you a, would you rather? And so it kind of guides you into the things that seem to be most important. So while, yes, I love to get a gift if anybody wants to get me something. Um, (laughs) Candles. But yes, (laughs) yeah, I do like candles. Um, uh, it's not one of the highest ones on my list. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. my highest is, um, acts of service. Mm -hmm. That's the highest for me. And then right below that, almost neck and neck is quality time. 
time. And my two lowest would be gifts and words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Um, I I have this feeling that I don't tell me you love me, get up off the couch and come help me. Mm -hmm. That makes me feel more loved. Mm -hmm. Sally, what is your um, highest love language? So the first one I got was acts of service. And the second was physical touch. And those were right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Second. Mm -hmm. Yep. When you say quality time, mm-hmm. what are some things that really make you feel loved? What do you like to do in quality time? What do you? So for me, I think this is one thing that Jeremy and I are very similar with our quality time because that's one of his bigger love languages. Is I mean, I really just like to sit on the couch, and I mean, I'm in customer service, so I talk to a lot of people all day, every day, and um, to just come home and sit down and just you know watch a ball game or just chill out on the couch and just just be there with each other is, mm-hmm. you know, that's how I feel loved in that quality time aspect. That's important for him to hold your hand too while you're doing that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I love that. Like I, I love to be, my grandma says, Paul on I, when, <laughs> when I'm sitting down, like I like it when he like rubs my arm and like mm-hmm. plays with my hair. I'm like, I can go to sleep like this. But, um, yeah, I, I, I prefer that when, you know, he holds my hand and Stuff, stuff like that. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, what about you? What'd you score the highest on? So I've taken this before and I was sure it was acts of service and quality time, just like you, we mm-hmm. talked about, but I took it again and words of affirmation came up much higher this mm, time. Interesting. Was, mm-hmm. I guess we talked a little bit about how maybe different seasons mm-hmm. in your yeah. life that yes. you kind of changed to like being a mom made yeah. acts of service suddenly way more valuable sure. because there's, mm-hmm. you know, no more of you, but there's more things to do. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I don't know. I'm in a season now where, um, my work feels a little less valuable. Mm-hmm. So maybe that is something I'm dealing with confidence wise, just sure. needing to know that the work I do at home is valuable mm-hmm. and the work that I do for my family is valuable. So I don't know. That surprised me a bit. That's great. That's great. So words of affirmation, so little notes or even somebody just calling you and telling you they're thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important, too, that as we are talking about all these things that you don't feel stressed to have to come up with some grand gesture. I mean, mm-hmm. all of these things are simple. They right. really are simple. Just calling someone and saying, you look really pretty today. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and we're, I already told you, words of affirmation are not high on my list. But um, I bought this new curl and iron. Um, oh, I guess about a week ago. And I started curling, you know, with the bigger curls, kind of more like the 80s a little bit, but I'm not making my hair big and tall. But Jonah came in the kitchen and he said, Mom, your hair looks absolutely beautiful today. And it just made me feel so good. And, you know, there wasn't like he had to, this wasn't a grand gesture. He just came in and he said that, and it was really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it, that's not going to necessarily fill my love tank. What really fills my love tank is when he comes in and he says that as he starts to empty the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> For me, now that's the win-win situation yeah, right. right there. Um, Sally, you mentioned that Jeremy um, also has a similar love language. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's interesting we said in the beginning that sometimes our spouses or our children may have an opposite love language. And that's mm-hmm. where we really have to kind of learn 
what it is about them that makes them feel loved. And when it's something that's contrary to us or lower mm-hmm. on our list, we have to figure out how to incorporate that more often so that we feel their love tank. What What is um, something about Mark that you would share with us that maybe his love language is different from yours? When you were talking about um, words of affirmation, I remember and thought about it. When we first got married, he worked a different shift and I would get up early in the morning. And before he would leave at night, he would leave me little love notes, so to speak, mm-hmm. and put notes like in my purse and, and different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, you know, I, I kind of had a little thought process back to that um, about how that used to make me feel with that. And, yeah. and he still kind of does those things now, except <laughs> um, I'll leave my purse laying on the kitchen counter. Mm. And in the mornings, if he gets up before I do, this this is really going to be, it's comical. But if he washes his hands or if he takes um, like a, a sinus medicine or whatever, he'll actually leave the wrapper <laughs> of that in my purse. And he says to me, when I'm not here anymore, you're going to miss my paper towel or my sinus medication wrapper, you know, <laughs> in your purse, you're going to miss that. You know, those are, those are some things that just lets me know, you know, a little comical thing with him. But he, um, his has always been acts of service. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can remember, um, even before Sally was born, you know, at different church functions, he's always been the last to do, go through a food line or mm-hmm. go through the last, be the last person to do something because he wants to make sure everybody else is served so before, That's before great. he is. That's great. So he's, he's, his would be acts of service. And I think quality time as well. Mm-hmm. He's not, he is a gift giver, mm-hmm. but he does, it doesn't matter to him if he gets a gift. He just wants everybody to be happy. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I know early on in our marriage, before I even knew what love languages were, mm-hmm. I can look back on some of our disagreements or times that um, perhaps you would say that were rough patches in our marriage. Um, and it would be because we weren't speaking each other's language. Mm-hmm. We were actually, I know that there were times that I used words to wound Joel mm-hmm. and they were so important to him right. and not important to me. And I thought that I was gaining headway or getting my way by saying things, maybe in a sharp tone or whatever. And what I was really doing was making him feel very unloved. Um, and you know, in, in those early years, I also didn't know how to really, um, communicate what Mm -hmm. made me feel loved. Um, I knew when I didn't feel, um, and I always tell this story that when we were first married, Joel was a basketball coach and a youth pastor and he was, he was still young and active and athletic. And I got pregnant pretty much, you know, in the first year towards the first year of our marriage. And I was working and I felt, um, dumpy's not the right, maybe matronly is more the word. And I felt like I grew old and, and wasn't able to go to the stay all night what do you call those things? Lock-ins. Lock-ins, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and the things, the fun things that seemed like he was getting to do because I was home with the baby and, and I had some physical problems those first year and I felt very lonely. Mm-hmm. And I, because, because quality time is so important to me, mm-hmm. I felt not loved. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is I was loved. Mm-hmm. We just were so 
young and so immature, and we didn't know these things. We didn't know what we didn't know to pour into our marriage. So I just want to say today, once you've heard this episode, you don't have an excuse. You need to figure out what your love language is, Mm -hmm. and you need to figure out your primary, um, your partner, your um, spouse, your children. Pour into them. And it's so important. And, you know, one of the things that we're talking about are relationships this summer. And we want everyone to have strong, healthy relationships. And I think this is the best way to get started is to figure out how to fill the tank of those who you love who are around you. You said this in the last episode, too. The first step is getting to know who you are first. Yes. So the better we understand these things about ourselves, the better we can observe them in other people and pay attention to them in other people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think too, you know, as you go through the season of having children, you know, I I have two and Mm -hmm. I know yours, your three. Yes. They're probably all different and have different. They certainly (laughs) do. And you have to treat your children differently because they do have those different love languages. You're exactly right. You parent each one of them Mm -hmm. different. And then you see how they have conflict with one another because they are stepping on each other by not being respectful of each other's love language. Mm -hmm. Um, I probably shouldn't give any examples about that. I'll get in trouble. But. <laughs> well, I've heard the words, blah, 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 getting on my nerves because, and it's because their love languages mm-hmm. are totally different. Yeah, that's right. One needs more and the other needs less in yeah. specific areas. Yeah. So. If you're wondering, uh, listeners, I'm probably the one who needed more. Um, and my I did not say that. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I mean, even as infants, um, yeah. one was more in more seemed to be more independent and needed less than the other. Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in our family, we have two boys and one girl, and both of our our boys who are now men, but they are um, they definitely words matter to them. Mm-hmm. And I would say our daughter words don't matter. And she um, uses that often. Like, she can be really strong with her words. Mm-hmm. Um, but she definitely um, is a quality time mm-hmm. individual. She needs that. And as she was growing up, when she didn't have that, um, you knew it. Mm-hmm. You, you could really tell that in her. And, you know, I think it's important, too, that you understand, like, when someone's love language is quality time, like, that's one-on-one. Mm-hmm. You can't spend quality time somebody, sometimes with people in a whole big group. Right. That's not quality. They need your eyes connecting with them and they need you talking to them. And, um, you know, I just think there's just things about each of these love languages that are so very important for you to understand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Here's one we'll talk about, physical touch. You know, Sally, like you were saying, just like, just touching me on the arm. Like, physical touch doesn't always have to mean S-E-X, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. we can say it, can't we? It doesn't <laughs> mean sex. It doesn't have to mean that. Um, you know, and especially when you're thinking about with your children, yeah. they need to be hugged and loved mm-hmm. and touched. Um, we all need, we all need that. But sometimes some children will need it more because right. that is the language that they speak. And so it's just, it's just really becoming a student of this and learning about yourself mm-hmm. and learning about those in close proximity to you. 
and learning how to um, love them the way Jesus would. My daughter is three, and she's our first one. So a lot of the time, my thought is, is this normal three-year-old, or is this novelly? <laughs> is this something that's emerging about her? And I think her love language is quality time. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because we are, she's home with us all the time. My mm-hmm. husband works from home. So it's hard to feel the difference between time and quality time with her. And she started saying something recently. I shared this with Libby. She'll be sitting at the table eating a snack or something, and she'll say, Mama, can you come and enjoy me? Oh, <laughs> like, come and enjoy me. I know. Me. I don't sweet. know if she meant, can you come join me, or if she meant that, but that was really, like, convicting, too, because sure. I'm the one who's always trying to get everything done while she eats her snack, you know, or right. something mm. like that. But I'm really enjoying seeing that emerge. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, it's right. wonderful. Once that Joel and I um, recognized that we needed to really – understand each of these um, love languages that each of us had and that we needed to pour into each other. Then we then turned that focus towards our children. And I can, I can remember with our daughter, Anna, for me, it was really difficult because Anna likes sports and I can't walk and talk and shoot gum at the same time. So, (laughs) you know, and let alone shoot a basketball. And I really had to figure out how can I connect with her in that we can spend quality time together or something that she wants to do. And um, we figured that out, that that was something in the kitchen. And I can remember when she was three years old, I would put her on a chair and put an apron on her and she would help me cook. Mm-hmm. And we had the best time doing that. And it's grown into something that she loves. And I, I love that. I love looking back on that and thinking about that, but it took effort. And even though I love quality time, I was a young mom. Mm -hmm. And so it took effort and intentionality and time, you know, that sometimes Mm -hmm. you just don't, you're tired and you don't want to do that, but boy, is it worth it. It was so worth it. I can give you that as a testimony for sure. So you shake your head. No about cooking. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Did you say you cook once a month? Yeah. Cook once a month. (laughs) She she likes to spend the quality time with her dad. That's one thing they bonded over is of course, football, Football. Mm -hmm. college football. And I had to try to find a way to, at first I wanted to break through that because, but I thought, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't need to break through that. I need to, come parallel and find something that she and I like to do. But it's cooking nice. was not one for her. Yeah. It was not. Yeah. It was not. <laughs> cooking was not one for her. So what do y'all like to do together? <laughs> I mean, me and mom and my sister also, we can just, we can just sit in a room and we just, and just talk yeah. and laugh and cry of <laughs> laughter. I mean, it's when you get all three of us together, it's, it's a good time. And it's not necessarily that we have to do something. No. It's just be there. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, she can, and, and she's always been one to, to call at night before she goes to bed. Mm-hmm. Even when she was in college, she would call, she would FaceTime just to, you know, just to kind of touch base. Um, and, um, you know, just, just to kind of have that connection. Yeah. We don't necessarily, I mean, we do like to go get nails done and yeah. those types of girly things sometimes, but she's not a shopper. That wasn't one of the things she, she wanted to do. She'd be an online shopping free. Yes. Good to go. So we just, we just kind of. Get in the house and just watch videos on TikTok and <laughs> recreate our own. And yeah, it's a good time. Well, I'll share a way that Sally fills my love tank is on Sundays. Um, I always cook lunch. I've, I've been um, told I call it dinner, but I've been told it's lunch, not dinner. <laughs> but um, I cook 
lunch for our crew. We call the village and Sally will come in the kitchen and she'll say, often say, what can I do to help you? And just her offering that is huge. But those of you who've ever been in my home know I have a really small kitchen. And so sometimes it's kind of difficult to receive extra help. And so I'll say to her, just talk to me. Because both of those things fill my love tank. If she sits in here in the kitchen with me and she's talking and, and she's not the only person, there's lots of people that'll come and I'll say, I'll just, if you'll just talk to me, um, I feel loved. If everybody leaves and goes in another room and I'm in here slaving away, I start to feel like I've been taken advantage of, you know, isn't it interesting how, how we are um, and how simple, just those simple little acts Mm -hmm. um, can make somebody could just make the difference. So yeah, I love it. And I love having girlfriends and um, daughter-in-laws and daughters and um, people to just practice this with. I'm so thankful that yeah. God has given me women in my life to be able to practice um, figuring out what their love language is and and feeding that for yeah. into them and and having those opportunities. So yeah. I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes back to community. There we are again. Mm-hmm. How do we always, always circle back to that? <laughs> always the people that God's blessed us with in our lives too. Sometimes it feels like we don't have enough of ourselves to go around, but if he's put them there, Mm -hmm. then we are to love them. Mm. And one of those ways that's hard for me is speaking of Nobly's love language being quality time. So is my best friends. So Mm. sometimes it's really hard for me to say, I have Nobly with me all the time when I'm not at work, but sometimes she needs just Stephanie time, not, not Stephanie Nobly time, even though I know she loves Nobly so much. Um, so, well, that goes back to just being intentional mm-hmm. that you have when you have relationships with other people, relationships are give and take. Mm-hmm. They're never one sided. And um, if it is important and valuable to you, you will be intentional mm-hmm. about taking time to pour into somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. That's true, because I have had relationships where they do seem one sided, mm-hmm. where it's, you know, me making the effort to mm-hmm. call or to, mm-hmm. to keep, you know, to keep the, the line going. And, you yeah. know, I've just, you know, had to come to conclusion, you know, that might not be for me at that season. That's yeah. right. Well, you know, I think often of the story of Ruth mm-hmm. and her sister-in-law, mm-hmm. um, Orpa, I think is her name. I'm pulling that out from old, <laughs> old, long time ago. I'm, I'm almost positive that's her name, Naomi, Ruth, and Orpa. If it's wrong, we'll correct it in the show. One of <laughs> Please do. But how that, for a season, the three of them were very close. Mm-hmm. But then there came a season where Naomi wanted to return to her people. Mm-hmm. And Ruth went with her. Right. And I think often we could look at that and think, oh, Orpah was not, you know, she wasn't very um, loving to her mother-in-law and her sister-in-law. It, no, it, her season changed. Right. And so I think it's important to never feel like, you know, that person who maybe isn't giving to you, mm-hmm. they're just in a season when they're not, Different. maybe they're not able. Right. Um, right. and, and to understand that as seasons change, our relationships also change and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It, it, when we start to think there's something wrong with us or that that friend is being 
standoffish. Unkind or standoffish. We may just not understand the season they're in. Mm -hmm. We need to give people grace. Right. First Corinthians 13 says that love gives the person the benefit of the doubt. So we want to do that in all of our relationships, Mm -hmm. but seasons change us and, and they change the time that we have available as Mm -hmm. well. But for our spouses and our children, right. Be consistent. We're going to be consistent. I also think it's interesting because when Jeremy and I first started dating back in like 2015, my love language was definitely physical touch. And I just like, I've always wanted to hug. I always wanted, you know, to be kissed and loved on and all that kind of stuff. But as I've grown and I guess matured, like, you know, my love language is now acts of service and physical touch is still up there. But um, as seasons change, like you were saying, our love languages change and that's okay. And that's why marriage takes work is because (laughs) it changes so much. And like, you know, you never want to be in a place where you just stop and are complacent with where you're at in life. Mm -hmm. Because when you start doing that, then, you know, your partner's not going to feel respected and they're not going to reciprocate love the way you want them to reciprocate love. And so, so yeah, I mean, that's, and sometimes it, it's not all, a marriage is not always going to be 50, 50, no. you know, sometimes it's 80, 20, sometimes it's 90, 10, sometimes mm-hmm. it's zero to a hundred. Right. It just depends on, like you said, the season and, and, um, circumstances yeah. that we go through. Yeah. It's work, but it's, it worth, it's worth it. Absolutely. We were really challenged during this episode to examine the things that we are intentional about. Our prayer for you this month is that you are challenged, as we are, to examine your intentions, pray hard, and find ways to speak the love languages of those around you well, until loving our God and those around us becomes the thing that we are the most intentional about. We pray that the community here at the Grace Gathered Podcast inspires and edifies you. Speaking of community, we have our live gathering events beginning again in the fall, so keep your eyes out on social media for the availability of the bundle passes that come with an exclusive gathering t-shirt. They will be available between August 13th and August 20th. Can't wait to see you there.